High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Coming up next is Numbers That Talk. And I've actually been waiting for this item since I first spoke to my guest over a week ago about doing it. It's the senior statistician at the CSO, Central Statistics Office, Deirdre Cullen. Deirdre, welcome to the programme. Thanks very much, George. I'm now, delighted to be here. Now, the CSO, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it might be, produces tons of statistics, right? So what I thought you and I might do... I think you can make them talk to me. See, I love numbers, so I'm a kind of a sucker for this, but not everybody loves numbers. So you're going to be looking at migration statistics now. So what what interesting things have you discovered? Okay, so, well, hopefully over over the course of, of a couple of chats, you know, I'll talk about different topics. Yeah. I chose migration today because we brought out figures recently. I guess it's something that impacts an awful lot of people's lives and it certainly impacts all our lives as we're walking up and down the street and looking visitors arriving and maybe family members leaving and that sort of thing. We bring out the figures once a year. The most recent figures are telling us that um, 75,000 people emigrated in the most recent year, but um, 80,000 people came in. So we're getting back into a situation where more people are arriving than leaving. It'll be interesting for your listeners to know that between every census, which is every five years, some 740,000 people leave Ireland and arrive in Ireland, you know, when you add all the figures up. So we've huge churn in our population. Ireland, of course, is a country that's always been impacted by migration. Well, I mean, yeah, since the famine, like when I was growing or coming out of school or university, everybody just left because the only way you could get a job was by leaving. Now, happily, that's more gone. But who's leaving? You see, there's a sense that the people are leaving are, are brightest and smartest and youngest. Can you confirm? I can. I mean, we do produce figures on, you know, the education level and whether people are at work or not. So I can tell you that... Um, over half of those who are emigrating are um, uh, have a third level degree. Are there, uh, you know, another thirty percent would be secondary school students or whatever. Um, of our, if you like, our two hundred and forty thousand emigrants, eighty thousand, sorry, immigrants, eighty thousand were Irish. When we look at the emigrants, we can tell us you, we can see that of two hundred thousand emigrants. Um, uh, almost all, you know, two hundred thousand yeah. were no, Irish. No, but if we. If we take, again, perception, and perception is not reality, right? Perception is that all the smart people are leaving and that all the people who are arriving here are promptly going on the dole uh, and getting children's allowance. Yeah, no, that's not true at all. So of the 270,000 immigrants, oh, I'm look at the five-year period yes, because sure, it goes sure, up sure. and down. Of the 270,000 people who arrived, 126,000 were at work. So it's nearly half of people who have arrived in this country are getting a job and then another 30% are students so you know we import a lot of students into Ireland it's an important industry for us you know be it third level education or the language schools so only one in one in ten of the most recent figures of those people were unemployed so 
you know, they're not coming here going on the dole. That's not what the statistics now, are telling it, it, us. The, the thing which was fueled the whole Brexit debate, for instance, was migration into the UK. But of course, the, the reason they went for Brexit, they weren't worried about people coming from Pakistan or India or whatever. They were worried about people coming from within the EU. So presumably, a very high percentage of this 270,000 are Poles, Lithuanians, Latvians or whatever. Um, well, I can tell you that um, over the five year period, you know, of our 300,000 immigrants, 20,000 came from the UK, 42,000 came from the rest of the EU and uh, over 100, nearly 120,000 came from the rest of the world. And the rest of the world then would be Asia, um, but returning you... Irish from Australia, returning Irish from America and then, you know, coming from. Well, I countries. thought you couldn't come in here if you weren't in the EU or you weren't Irish. Well, I mean, there's different work visas apply. I mean, you know, we we've a lot of residents in Ireland now from all all across the world. I mean, well, we all know that, yeah. we have Asians working in our health in our health system, hugely important for us. A lot of IT people come here to work. So the, there's just all different kind of factors to this, George. It's not just black and white, you know, so but it's not just all Europeans and it's not just all rest of the world. either. Yeah, but go back to all these smart young people who are leaving. Mm. Right. Where are they going? Like, again, perception is they're all going to Australia. Yeah. So I have some numbers on that. I mean, looking at it. So just to explain to your listeners how we do this in the CSO, it's very difficult to count something that's gone. So an immigrant is gone. So how do you count it? So the way we do it is we have a survey of 2000 households every week. We go out and we knock on doors and we ask people, did you live here a year ago? Okay, you know, the lady who greets me when I get off the plane in in, at Dublin Airport. Is that one of your ladies? It certainly is. Yeah. With with our clipboard. That's right. Okay, that's a tourism and travel survey now. It doesn't feed into these figures. The way we do this one is we have survey interviewers knocking on doors and asking people, is there anybody who used to live here who's gone now? All right. Okay, and then we so we can get their nationality and then we can get estimates of where they're gone. So we can look at it would appear looking at the figures that the Irish tend to go to the UK. That's still a very important destination for the Irish. Because it's also a doddle to get there. Of course, and with cheap flights, you know, we yeah. can thank my, Michael O'Leary and people yeah. are back. And then the, the second most important destination is Australia. And, um, you know, so over the five years, almost 60,000 would appear. You can, you know, we can kind of assume that a lot of those who went to Australia are Irish. Yeah. Canada's an important destination. America's an important okay. destination. It all makes sense. English-speaking now, countries. Yeah. Now, yeah. my guest is Deirdre Cullen, who's chief statistician at CSO, because we're looking at the migration figures. My taxi driver today, really interesting, he's talking about his young fellow, who's 21, and his young fellow's going to go to New Zealand because all his mates, the taxi driver said, had either been to uh, or still were in Australia or New Zealand. It's interesting. I mean, you're working with numbers. I wonder why they all want to go to Australia. Well, I went to Australia when I was in the... Oh, did Yeah, I did. I mean, I was working for the CSO and I took a career break and went to Australia. So young people want to spread their wings, don't they? Get out there and see the world. I mean, there's a couple of things going on with emigration. Certainly over the last five years, there's been a push. But then there'd be a pull as well if you have friends out there. And yeah, my we, daughter we, went to Australia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we can see people coming back from Australia. So over okay. the previous five years, I figures here that show me 20, over 20,000 people came back from Australia. And I suppose we're all meeting that among our friends 
friends and neighbours. And the point, though, you mentioned Canada, America, and Australia. Like you just can't rock up at the the passport desk and say, "Can I come in?" They have quite strict standards of who can come in or not, surely. I guess people are working their way through the visa system. I mean, Canada certainly had a scheme there where people could apply to go to Canada and those there was a large take up on those visas over, over recent years. I mean, I'm looking here at 25,000 people gone to Canada over the, the five years and 35,000 gone to America. But we've America is a particular situation because we have such a close relationship with America and we see a lot of Americans actually living here, you know, maybe second generation. So we get a a lot more churn with America I think people coming and going you know and similarly with the UK Now you were around for the last five years so you have some knowledge of the figures how are you on the famine you weren't around but how are you isn't it am I correct in thinking there was about 10 million this is a left field question now yeah. sorry for that That's dear okay. John <laughs> but I think there was about 10 million people here during the famine wasn't yeah, there the, the 1841 census showed 6.5 million people in Ireland at that time. So I think the population had already started to decline just before the Great Famine. 1841. Um, yes. And the famine was 48, was it? Yeah, was it 45, 46, 47? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, so a few, that, so six and a half million. That's right, yeah. And the population, you know, through death and emigration, uh, fell steadily until 1926. I think it was about two and a half million. Then it rose steadily. But then we saw the emigration in the 50s, George. You might have been part of that wave of emigration or maybe a bit Absolutely later. Absolutely was. 1959. There you go. So we saw a high emigration in the 50s and Ireland's population then reached a low point in I think it was 1962 at like 2.4 million. And it's been kind of growing steadily ever since then. That's an astonishing number that just half a century ago we were at 2.4 million and now we're effectively twice that. That's right. We're yeah. 4.7, 4.8. That's right. Yeah, it, it is an astonishing number. And we very high birth rate in Ireland. So, I mean, births at the moment in Ireland are running at 70,000 a year. How many you know? per mother? Oh, I, I think I think fertility is about two And is that much better than Germans and French and Italians? Yeah, I think they're hovering. I don't have those figures in front of me, but I think they're hovering around 1.2 or 1.3. One of the reasons given for Angela Merkel saying, come on in, all the million uh, people and so on, is that Germany cannot refuel itself population-wise. Is that right? Is there a kind of a number... That means you can't refuel your population. You have to have a fertility rate of 2.1 to, if you like, reproduce, yeah, your population through, through, you know, a natural increase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Germany's would be below that. Most of Europe is. So what, what is like for a statistician looking at these kind of numbers, if, if, you know, if the French CSO or the German CSO, if they see their fertility at 1.8 or whatever it is, what does that say then? What 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 can they surmise now if they're going to have a, a fertility rate of one point eight? I think over over the long term they're they're not reproducing their yeah. population, and I guess you know from a labour market point of view, you are then into the territory of importing labour. You know, because you're not going to have enough of growing your own, if you like, population to sustain your economy and your economic growth. And so, you know, all of these factors will be at play in certainly the German situation. And, you know, 
Yeah, but the interesting thing, just to, to move on then, because you, you were you were pretty dramatic about the Irish comeback from Australia, which I was delighted to hear. But if they go over there, of course, and they get married and they have children and so on, there is now a pull to stay there because they have Australian kids or Kiwi kids or whatever it happens to be. Presumably the bulk of the people coming back are single, are they? We, I don't have anything on yeah. the marital status. I mean, you know, I, we'd know people who'd, who've come back, wouldn't we? You know, just yeah. meeting people anecdotally. And they seem to be the younger people. About a third, you know, so if 50, 55,000 over the five years have gone, 20,000 have come back, you know. So maybe one in three are coming back. But there's a constant churn and maybe people go for three or four or five years. I was gone for a couple of years myself. The working holiday visa, you can go for a year. You know, for sure, RT is running a programme now on people who've made it over there and have these interesting jobs like the flying doctor and all that so you know there's certainly then a component of people who are putting down roots in Australia The difference with this migration though is that it's so easy I mean, even to come from Australia is easy. Whereas the whole thing, um, if if we used to, in even my generation, you essentially had a wake when people went to America because they were never going to come back because it was so far away. Migration now must be, for the Irish in particular, who are a migratory people, um, they, they, it, it, it's the ease of it that makes it happen, isn't it? I would say there's a, there's a big component to that. I mean, when I went in the 80s, the plane ticket was expensive, so it's definitely more affordable now. I suppose the fact that we speak English gives us more destinations. You know, maybe, you know, other European countries, it wouldn't be as easy as for them, you know, to move around. Um, so there certainly seems to be churn and the numbers are showing us, you know, Irish people leaving and Irish people coming back. And, you know, for sure. But the you know, difference, of course, is that they're leaving and coming back as opposed to the 50s where they left and didn't come back. Yeah, well, a certain amount of them aren't coming back. You know, I mean, you know, we, we've lost Irish people over the five years, over 100,000, 125,000 over the five years. We've so lost 125,000 yes, Irish people. Irish people. That's the difference between the emigrants and the immigrants, yeah. Mm. Whereas with the, with the the the, the non Irish nationals, we've had a, a small gain over the five years. You know, so more foreign nationals are still coming into Ireland than leaving. So when we had the economic downturn before the I did the 2011 census, the story was the foreigners had all left, if I can use that expression, yeah, the non-Irish right, okay. nationals. But they hadn't. You know, when we when we did the census, we saw actually the number of Polish people had doubled over the five right, years. Okay. So, so we can picture. we'll have to put a statue of liberty uh, in Cork Harbour saying, send me your poor, your troubled masses. Uh, Deirdre Cullen, chief status at the CEO at the CSO um, will make numbers talk for us next week at this time can't wait Deirdre 